Welcome to Revenue Rehab, your one-stop destination for collective solutions to the biggest challenges faced by marketing leaders today. Now head on over to the couch, make yourself comfortable, and get ready to change the way you approach revenue. Leading your recovery is modern marketer, author, speaker, and chief operating officer at Tegrita, Brandy Starr. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Revenue Rehab. I am your host, Brandy Starr, and we have another amazing episode for you today. I am joined by Amelia Taylor and Tara Pollock. Amelia is a daily challenger of the status quo. She is currently the strategic sales and lead evangelist at Reggie.ai. Amelia specializes in content creation for modern go-to-market teams, meeting buyers where they live, go-to-market strategies, strategic sales techniques, social revenue generation, brand building, and SDR coaching backed by EQ plus IQ. Tara is a B2B marketing leader who has her time, has spent her time in various marketing positions in global B2B tech companies. Tara's position, passion is for all things revenue and strategic marketing with a special focus on demand generation, operations, and analytics. Tara currently leads the Get Accepted US and EU marketing teams to grow demand by leveraging brand demand gen strategies to create exciting buzz and trying out the latest marketing tech trends. Tara, Amelia, welcome to Revenue Rehab. Your session begins now. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you for having us. I am thrilled to be here. Yes, I am so excited to have you all. Um, and before we jump in, I like to begin with a little woo-saw moment that I call buzzword banishment. So I'll start with you, Tara. Tell me what buzzword would you like to banish forever? Well, I'm going to go old school here. I'm going to go with the term blast from a marketing oh. end. Specifically, email blast. That's a really good one. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, you know, it's like we're not in a rocket ship. So why did it always become called blast? And, I, you know, actually, I think I know why. Because you think about when email marketing first was a thing, you did just blast yes. your message out. Like you just... It was kind of like, you know, putting it in there, shooting it up and yeah, yeah, yeah. hope something really. sticks. So, yeah. so funny. Can we, can we banish the, um, the emoji with it? The rocket ship emoji. Can that just <laughs> go with it too? Cause those go hand in hand. I feel like if you yes. can't see glass without doing that. Yeah. Emoji. So I'm going to yeah. up yours when I share mine in a second yeah. too. If you're um, strategic yes. about marketing, there's no blasting anything. If you think right. about it. Right. It's all segmentation and positioning and knowing your buyer and as like yep. personalized as possible. So literally marketing should yep. be doing the opposite. <laughs> yes. Blasting off you guys. No more yes. rockets. Yeah. Maybe we can call it email darting. Oh. See if I can make that stick. Because, uh, you know, you want to be like right to the target, Precise. really specific, some skill behind I it. I dart that. Yeah. I don't yes. know if that's really where we should go with it. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm the marketer over here, I'm not, I'm not good with the play on words, but. 
make it up, make it up, toss it out there, see what people say. Okay, I, I mean, I, I can take that. Um, so, right. Amelia, we will shift to you. What buzzword would you like to banish? Okay, so I slightly have two, but I'm going to, I have to say this first one that is going along with Tara's. Can we stop with the hashtag LFG? Like, let's, that thing drives me. <laughs> let's, let's, LFG, let's go. All of that drives me insane because that implies this whole blast off thing, right? It's the <laughs> go, 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 go until you're, you're burnt out, right? It's a let's go until it's, you know, New Year's Eve and we are going to hit people up and we don't care because we're hitting our numbers. No, that's not how you hit numbers. It's doing it the work now to set yourself up so you're not having to blast people and say <laughs> Team LFG, let's go, let's go, let's right. go, let's go. We got this. So I have to share that one just because it that sits right next to the blast and the rocket ship emoji. Uh, the other one, absolutely, any and all acronyms are driving me nuts. So <laughs> LG, uh, we've yeah. all we're talking about it nonstop, and it's you know PLG, and then there's C CLG now, community led growth. All of these LG things can they drive me nuts? So we're just gonna remove the letters L and G from the alphabet, uh, and just no PLG, no CLG, no LFG. No, no, I didn't really say all together. Yeah, it starts with LFG. It's you know, that LG, and I, I'm just banishing it. I'm banishing it. It's gonna be a. We're gonna start something here, y'all. Well, yes, I, we will banish hashtag LFG um, and we will also not be blasting anyone. Um, and I love that they are both of the same sentiment. Um, so now that we've gotten that off our chest, um, let's dive into why we are here. Um, and so marketing and sales divide um, has been a thing for a long time. Um, I can think of in presentations that I've had this image of like a boxing match. And that's kind of how marketing and sales teams have, you know, operated. And so I wanted to bring the two of you together. So Tara from the marketing side and Amelia from the sales side to really talk about, you know, why we feel like this divide exists what do we feel like we're not getting from the other side? Um, and just really kind of, you know, have a real transparent conversation about what are the actual problems? Because I think so often we are just talking about how to make it better. Um, but I am a firm believer that in order to prove, you know, improve something, you got to actually understand why the problem exists. So that's why we're here today. Awesome. Um, yeah, there's a lot to go over here, right? <laughs> about. I'm, I'm like all about this topic for sure. Root cause. Here we go. Yep. Here we well, go. Awesome. Okay. So I believe in setting intentions. It gives us focus. It gives us purpose. And most important, it gives our audience an understanding of what they should expect uh, from our discussion today. So Amelia, I'll start with you this time. What is your intention for this conversation? What's your best hope of what people will take away? It, that there's an action item that you can do, whether you are in leadership, whether you are an SDR, that you can say, 
Okay, I can still show up within my organization and understand what marketing is doing, even if I am a new sales rep. I can still go say, hey, marketing person XYZ, can I learn from you? So being able to put that guard down and knowing it's okay to go approach the other side, if you will, go to the go to the side that you don't talk about, that you don't know what's going on over there and figure out what their messaging is, align it with yours and see what happens. Awesome. And what about you, Tara? Love that, Amelia. I would say everyone in marketing and sales needs to understand that this is a constant relationship and it's all about communication. So at the end of the day, it never ends. You know, it's, it's hard work that you have to work on every day, every week, every month with your counterpart, even if it's all the way up to the CRO or it's your SDR or it's your marketing specialist or your CMO, everybody needs to be aligned that this is super, super important that we're going to achieve better things together. Awesome. So let's dive right in. Um, And I'd like to start with your opinion on why do you think there is so much friction between two teams that seemingly should be the most collaborative? Um, And and Tara, I'll let you go first on this one. Sure. Thanks. I think it all starts with alignment around definitions and goals. So, you know, historically it's, you know, marketing sent us all these leads they, you know, they're not quality, they don't make sense. But then on the other side, marketing saying we send this many leads to sales, and they're just sitting there, no one's taking care of them. They didn't move down the, you know, down the funnel and things like that. So I think it's a historic problem that's happened over time. And each organization, each person needs to really align and fix on it. What does quality mean? And you have to agree on that throughout the funnel. And if you don't have that from the get-go and everybody doesn't have a core understanding of what's happening, you know, if it's like a sales qualified lead or our opportunity or who owns win rate and what can we do on both sides, then you're not set up for success. And so I really think that's where it all comes down to. It's a lot in the metrics. I'm going to dig into that a bit, but Amelia, I'm going to let you give me your take first. I think from the start of time, right, of any organization, there's the lack of a liaison, for lack of a better term, of someone bridging the gap for that communication to be free-flowing for sales and marketing. Sure, there's leaders within, but do they know exactly how to relay the messaging that is marketing sending out and sharing? Should sales be saying the same thing? Yeah. There should be this communication, this constant, hey, this is what we're doing. These, you know, meetings set up to where it's not a, oh, this could have been an email kind of meeting. No, these are action items. Okay, this is why you're saying this because marketing's sending this out and this is the collateral we're using right now. So where's your center of truth for your collateral? Does everyone have access to knowing what's on this one pager, the marketing sharing or the webinar leads, you know, to play off of what Tara's saying too. say there's webinar leads and you know, reps are like, no, God, no, please don't send me those. There's gold in there sometimes because it could be this huge opportunity and you just landed this massive champion within 
you build a relationship there and you go and that's this whole strategy behind the sales motion. So having a strategic team too, I think is so important because they can be that liaison. Uh, it really boils down to a lot of this attribution to where did things come from and are they qualified? Who's qualifying ahead of time? Because that's when sales will get all salesy, right? And angry at marketing because marketing didn't do what they should have done by giving us things that we didn't want. But there can be people who can go ahead and have these sales ready leads that are already qualified if they go out and they're doing this kind of what I'm doing about with this whole evangelist thing. You know, I'm, I'm meeting buyers where they're at. I'm pre-qualifying things and this walking, talking bridge, if you will, between understanding what marketing's doing, what sales is doing, and having people go to you know, where I'm at with it being, okay, these are already qualified. These are ready to rock and roll. Let's do it. Uh, so marketing says go, sales says go, boom. So it's, it is a historical problem. It totally is. But I'm, a, I'm such a believer and inaction is still in action. So we can talk about it all day. And so many companies do, but without actually doing something, what are we doing? Nothing. So I think you both hit on a key point that I have always seen as a big problem. And that is the definition, measurement, and goals. Um, and because talking to people and, you know, as a consultant, I have the luxury of being able to talk to marketers in different size companies, different industries, you know, and their sales counterparts. And consistently I see that we're not, using shared definitions. So, you know, sales sees a, a lead as one thing and marketing sees it as something completely different. Um, and more important than the definitions is the measurement and the goals. If we look at what marketing leaders are expecting of their team and how they're measuring success within their team um, and what their team is incented on, and then you match that up with the sales team, it's not the same. And, you know, I was having a conversation with a client over dinner and he used a really great analogy. Um, and that was that the marketing team was incented to market livestock, but sales was only incented to sell brown cows with white spots that had a red tag on the ear. And so if sales only cares about brown cows with white spots that have a tag on the ear, but marketing is bringing all types of livestock, it's like the fact that the expectations are set completely different, you know, it's like, well, we're in the farm animal business. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is like such a ludicrous yeah. example to, because, you know, sometimes we get stuck in what we sell. And so I always like the, you know, the preposterous examples, even though I'm sure there is somebody that sells livestock. Uh, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, why do this, why does this disconnect? Because you think about it, you have a head of marketing, you have a head of sales, no matter what those titles are in, in you know, you think it's like probably two people. How do those two people not have a conversation and say, hey, what are we trying to get? Like any thoughts on the measurement and the goals and, and why, how this impacts the disconnect? 
I, I truly believe that if there is not some kind of rev ops within your operations to where they are saying, hey, you two need to talk, it's not going to happen. I think if there's not the enablement within where it's people, people enablement, understanding, okay, here's your tech stack. Here's how you need to be enabled with your tools falls under, you know, sales ops and whatnot. And then, you know, any kind of operations, if there's that, that's really that foundation that's building on brick by brick, process by process, with it also tying in sales and marketing have to talk. So we're going to create a process that's going to be in alignment with what these definitions are, what the measurements are, what the goals are. And here's marketing goals, understanding what marketing goals are, what sales goals are, you know, knowing what each other's doing, even if reps are brand new, being able to cross train too and going over and saying, maybe this is a better fit for me. You know, there's little things like that that make so much sense. Why there's the disconnect, say it's two people, right? You could boil it down to pride too, that sales has this, um, you know, in a kind of, okay, no, we've got it. We know what we're doing. And I know that probably stirs marketing up a bit because it's like, you guys don't know what you're doing. You're literally just throwing words around and you're driving us nuts. And it's so true because sales isn't filled in on what marketing is doing because marketing is looked at as not sales. You're not, oh, you're not taking the action to go and do. You're gathering these inbound leads. No, that's not all they're doing. There's so much more to marketing than that. And I'm, I'm dabbling in it a bit right now and figuring out, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I've never done marketing before, but there is so much more to marketing than just inbound leads. I mean, it is a whole nother world. And so is sales too, if it's strategic and done without the blast, right? Without yeah. the hit everybody yes. else. Somebody with an email, you're blasted like from us. We're getting you, but it's going to go in your spam because we didn't do our anything right <laughs> you're gonna get this you didn't set it up right at all yeah because yeah. Operation, there's no operations marketing there's no process so you know building on a foundation even if you're you know you're in this uh series c right like let's say like you've got things really moving flowing you've got the um financial set there's so many companies that don't have any process in place that let those two even talk because Who's taking initiative? Somebody's got to take initiative and just set something up. And it goes back to inaction, still in action. Set something up for your team, for you. Everybody's more successful. Yeah. I, yes. think, I think it comes down to knowing who owns what numbers and how we help each other. So like marketing absolutely should own a revenue number and everyone in sales mm -hmm. should know what that is. And when you report out on the numbers each week and each month, it should indicate, okay, marketing drove 50% of what we should have this month. Okay, what happened? Dig into those. But sales should be part of that conversation. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing on the sales end. So marketing can hear where sales is ac accelerating, where they're like having trouble and really align, like you're saying, Amelia, on the action items after that. So for example, like for an inbound lead, depending on what we have, we use like high intent that we know our mm -hmm. sales team takes more um, care of, I'd say it like that, takes, jump uh, in. <laughs> yeah, they will do more outreaches 
phone numbers, they'll do, they'll work much harder to convert that for us because people are raising their hand to talk to us for a demo request versus we do have like a free account motion, the POG. Um, but yes, but marketing, we know exactly what those are. We know the actions that sales is taking off of every single one of those. And until you have that outlined at every level, there's so much disconnect. And that's yes. why marketers are like, oh, well, we just did this event or we just did that. So we align on goals, at least at GetAccept, at every single thing. Like we will say, we're going to this event. This is, yes, there's a lot of brand awareness. There's a lot of marketing work that's mm -hmm. done from a project management standpoint. But we believe these are the sales goals. You're going to create this many opportunities, this many deals. This is what will close. Present that to sales. They'll, we'll go back and forth until we get that alignment. And then we bring in the rest of our teams. So right. everybody should have a deep understanding of like the definitions, expectations and outcomes. And then we re review where we're, you know, really doing a great job right. and where we're not. Yeah. Like and what works, what doesn't. And I think with salespeople, when they are out there having the conversations, hey, this is what's clicking with what this is the feedback. Where are the feedback loops coming from, which are so important, this feedback loops of this is what people are saying and they did not resonate well with this, you know, yeah. th what they, this ad that they saw, they were like, this looks so pitchy, this salesy, like this is in your face. It's LFG. Let's go. You know, it's, we're blasting this to you. You're going to see it everywhere. And all of that is okay. Let's feed that back into what marketing their ears, because they need to know but they don't know. Everybody doesn't know what they don't know. Right. So when you're in the dark on what the other side, I keep referring to it like that just because it is, that. you know, it's, there is the divide. So, but the other side of the revenue driving part of the business is doing just as sales is doing, it's both revenue driven, what they're doing and telling them, Hey, this is what the industry is saying. This is where the market's going. And from being on the front lines of talking to people all day or being in communities where you're hearing this or seeing this, I think that's where a strategic team really comes in because they're not just on the phones hearing feedback or they're not just emailing and whatnot and getting no's. It's the, well, why? You know, asking the right questions, digging into, okay, well, what is it as to why, you know, this isn't something that's going to be working for you because what we're seeing in the industry is this. I mean, that industry knowledge is so important, feeding that back to marketing, vice versa, marketing, sharing, hey, this is what worked. Great. So salespeople can go and do what works with the messaging that marketing created. Yep. So I want to, so you guys are hitting on two key points, which is around the measurement and the communication. And I want to dig back into something you said on measurement before we shift into talking more about the communication. So Tara, you had mentioned, you know, that we have to have clear ownership of who owns what numbers and talking about, you know, marketing owning this percentage of revenue, et cetera. And I have seen that number actually create more fr friction. So I do agree that there should be numbers that marketing's accounted, you know, accountable to, and those should tie to revenue. Um, but it seems to create a little bit of a battle of what did marketing originate? 
you know, it, it, you know, I believe that what measure, what gets measured gets done. And so there are places where marketing could be supporting sales in more of a sales enablement capacity, but that's not, you know, happening because marketing has to focus on this generated number. And so in some cases, this battle for, you know, I talked to them first, so it's sales generated versus, you know, all you did was send one email that's not, mar yes. you know, it's like, it, it's almost like yes. this ownership of revenue becomes a friction point. So even though marketing should have accountability more than just lead generation, it seems like when it is that originated number, that becomes part of the problem. And so I want to hear your thoughts on that a bit. Yeah. So true, Tara. Take yeah. it away. I'll, I'll follow behind. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I've been in that position. Um, I think all of us marketers and sales can appreciate that. I think for me, having teams understand that we have to work together. And yes, this is what we're shooting for. But at the end of the day, you're looking for that revenue number that we contribute together and always analyzing it. So last year, maybe marketing contributed 50% of the total ARR for that business. And maybe this year it looks different in being truthful and honest to where you're actually at. And if people understand that what are we trying to do, right, is make customers happy, have good experiences, sell your, you know, whatever your software business or, you know, whatever your services is, that you're actually in this whole thing together and having the right people believe in that. At the end of the day, you're going to have, you're always going to have some people that won't, that absolutely will say, nope, I did that. It's mine. They didn't help. And I think really relaying at a, like a C level that that's really not what anyone is looking at by saying this is sales and this is marketing. We're trying to figure out the best way to work together and to allocate resources and projects and strategic growth levers across both functions of where to double down on, where to focus on. It's not, we're not looking to like have a, oh, okay, this debate of sales actually did this and marketing did this. That actually comes in my experience from an individual yeah. not being in a safe environment to just be honest and transparent to like what, what is actually working for the business. The C-suite mm -hmm. just cares about, you know, like efficiency or growth or profitability or whatever. And they're really just looking at the truth. And it usually doesn't come down to the individual. They're creating that kind of mantra and mindset in my experience anyways. It's so true. And there's a lot of fearful salespeople out there or people who have that pride ego that's in the way of my, my, mine, or I can't lose this. So I'm going to fight my battle that is wasting my time and everyone else's time by gathering these people who nobody wants to talk about it. You could be going and getting another opportunity that could be even better without wasting your time on these nonsense conversations of my, my, mine. I drove this. I had a texting conversation six months ago with them. I saw the ownership within Salesforce, whatever the rules of engagement are. Define the rules of engagement too. If it's where there's salespeople who are having friction or if there's marketing and sales friction to where marketing saying, okay, we drove this number and this is the percentage of inbound that actually closed. And this is close one. This was PLG. 
that, you know, that it came in through what we drove leading to the website. They signed up on their own and this was great. You had a texting conversation. Where is that noted? So salespeople are the worst admins ever. We <laughs> like, that is why companies like Dooley and Scratchpad exist because salespeople are the worst at doing any kind of admin work. So, but that said, of course that drives marketing insane too, because there's different personalities, different types of, you know, there's more of a process on marketing side, I would hope in a lot of organizations. Is every organization perfect? Absolutely not. Is there, are there ways to improve on both ends? Yes. But if there is not any kind of attributable, attributable number or understanding of, or lead source of knowing within your source of truth, wherever your CRM is, whatever you, you, you use, you should have a CRM people, but whatever your source of truth is, if there's no lead, uh, you know, lead source saying this came in from this, or if you're not keeping up with your notes within, that's on you, you know, don't fight some battle where you didn't do the work and do it well. And that's strategy. It literally boils down to strategy. And you've, you brought up, you know, strategic growth. And I think that's so important of having individuals who see this divide and leaders who know how to lead and lead well and understand how to coach the people who are seeing this and seeing this divide and saying, okay, you guys are getting it. Let's put you kind of on this strategic team and let's test and then iterate if it's not working or let's nix it if it doesn't work at all. But be this, that liaison a little bit between sales and marketing. Have some people join in on marketing calls to be in that know. And more so if they're social selling and stuff too, they're right there. They're reading in Slack groups and whatever in different communities what people are saying. Gather that info. Share it both ways. You can be an SDR and still do that. I did that at one of my first SDR gigs because I'm like, whoa, no, 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 no. None of this is working. I would jump in marketing meetings without them inviting me ever. I, I drove them <laughs> insane. I'm a salesperson, right? I'm like, hey, guys, uh, so I have, an, I have an idea. And they'd be like, hey, Amelia, what's up? And I'd be like, so did y'all see this email that went out from Vidyard? They did amazing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, they did this, this, this. And it was a cool thing. It was just where they did something with their partners to where it was uplifting them at the same time. And I'm like, why are we not doing that? Because that's a really great look. And they're like, Oh no, we could probably implement something like that. It didn't happen because I was on the sales side, but I still took initiative. I'm not saying everyone do this. Don't probably I was say, let's like, please not encourage not show up to marketing to meetings on and randomly show yeah. up. <laughs> I, you know, I, my, um, in my LinkedIn, what you read, you know, I, I do things in a strategic yet rebellious way, because if I do see something as there being this big gap, which there was a massive gap, no one was there filling it. I eventually started kind of creating my own role within this organization to where I could have the conversations with sales and marketing. And there was a little bit more of alignment. And so when you take a chance don't go do that. I'm still saying don't go jump in marketing meetings. They're not going to like you ever. I promise. <laughs> they will forever butcher your name. But if if you go talk to leaders within, if you do not feel as though your sales leadership is doing what they should be doing to help bridge this gap, go have a one-on-one -on -one with 
someone in marketing yes. and just say, hey, can we chat about this? Because I don't get it. I think there's a better way. Maybe you tell me, I don't know what I don't know. Like so, it, you, you don't know. Yeah. So, and this really dives into what I wanted to talk about around communication, because when we say these things, it sounds so simple. Like pick up the phone, walk over to a desk, yeah. send a Slack chat, um, but it doesn't happen. And I think there is this not my monkeys, not my circus kind mm -hmm. of uh, mentality of, yeah, it's a problem, but why should I be the one that's responsible for fixing it? Or if I open this door, then I become responsible for this initiative and I've already got enough shit to do. Um, and so especially, yeah. so if you think about most of our listeners are going to be heads of marketing and I've even heard this from CMOs, like it just isn't worth my battle. I got enough battles to fight. Um, and so really at all levels, it seems like everyone is aware of the problem. They're also clearly aware that communication, feedback loops, like all of the things that you both have been talking about are the way to solve that. Yet it's still not happening. Um, so, and, and Tara, I'll, I'll start with you. Like, what's your takeaway of, like, why is that happening? Why can we not get somebody to take the initiative to break down that barrier and force communication. I I don't think everybody would do it. I think you need to find the right people that are your advocates. So I'm the first marketer to admit I don't I am not on the front line. I am not the person setting up demo requests. I am not the one that's emailing back and forth with prospects and every marketer should know that and they should admit it and they need to say that to sales. That their feedback is so crucial to us. Because a marketer's worst nightmare is to spend months and months on a project, initiative, content, collateral events, and then the sales team think it's a big flop. And if you make that error, you need to own it and say, we had high hopes for this and it didn't work out. And you need to build that trust. So I think a really good way for all marketers listening is you go to the sales team, you find your people, you find the sales reps. SDR, AE, sales manager, head of sales that will be brutally honest and give you the right feedback. In a collective group, it never works. If you go into a sales meeting, <laughs> a marketer shows up in a sales meeting, it's going to be awkward. They're not all going to give you the truth and the transparency. So I really think that in each organization, you have to have those people that will just tell you the truth, be honest and open. And it needs to be both on the marketing end and the sales end. And that's where the ownership can take over and you can, you know, start a SWAT team or you can start a strategic yeah. group or some feedback group. You cannot do it as a whole as both teams combined because it doesn't, it just won't work. Yeah. Sales personalities don't do well in groups because everyone's at high D. Everyone's like, well, I have an idea and I know the way and my way is the highway and this is the highway we're taking. And it's like, whoa, 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 no, no, no. Seven words words you can use in any business is we have always done it this way. So let's nix that all together because there's other ways to do things to bridge this gap. I, I have seen, this has been just, I don't know, innate maybe, or just 
literally feeling it, sensing it, knowing it to where I have always just seen this gap in any organization I've been a part of being within even RevOps, selling RevOps services to preaching about process and trying to build one internally at the same time. And I'm like, am I lying to everyone? And then, <laughs> like, like beating my head against the wall some days. And then there's also, you know, the product selling. And I thought, okay, I'm best with people and understanding where they're at. And they can put their guard down with me as they would if a marketing person came to them and they could talk freely to them. Sales has this, oh gosh, you're a salesperson. I'm not going to talk to you and tell you exactly where we're at because I don't want anybody <laughs> to know that we are all a bit clueless on how to run a business. All of you founders, y'all are still a little clueless. I think y'all are great, but a lot are clueless. And there's either luck on their side, money on their side, or good people underneath them or next to them who are helping run the ship. You've got to have good people. Um, like you said earlier, Tara, I mean, it, it is about the people, but there will be the people who are going to challenge things in certain ways that are going to make it challenging within, but who is going to say, Hey, this isn't, you know, that quote, whatever it is, that, you know, if it doesn't matter in five, will it matter in five years? Like whatever that quote is about, like, don't spend five minutes. I don't know what it is, but y'all know. Yeah, if it won't matter in five years, don't spend more than five, five minutes. minutes. Exactly. Thank um, yeah, totally. But, so talking about our challenges is just the first step and nothing changes if nothing changes. And so one of the things that's always important to me is that we give our listeners something around where do they go from here? And so in traditional therapy, the therapist gives the client some homework, but here at Revenue Rehab, we like to flip that on its head and ask you to give us some homework. Um, and so just really quickly, I'd love to hear from each of you, what is one action item that people can take in order to help to close the marketing and sales divide? Um, and Amelia, I'll let you lead quickly. And then uh, Tara, will let you follow up. Big thing is... I would, I would challenge both whoever's leading on the sales side and on the marketing side, who, whoever those two people are, find those two leaders, for those two leaders to find at least two people on either side who are big advocates of bridging this gap, who are out there in the trenches doing things and on the front lines. Maybe it's not marketing totally on the front lines, but they are driving a lot of inbound, a lot of outbound, a lot of seeing all that. So grabbing those two people, having then a bi-weekly, weekly sync of this is what we're seeing and this is what we're doing. You form some kind of SWAT team, some kind of strategic team, and just start from there. If it doesn't work, switch it up, see what happens, but just start somewhere and grab a few key players that are going to help. Awesome. So schedule a SWAT team is our first action item. And Tara, what about you? I would each month or quarter, what makes sense for your business, set up a retrospective with teams going in of what went well and come up with core themes between marketing and sales. What went well for inbound? What went well for conversion? Get everyone's thoughts out there on the table and figure out what do we want to continue to do? What should we stop doing? And then new ideas to have everybody really come in to think yeah. that, you know, we're one team and your voice matters at every single level. 
it has to be a very like controlled retrospective and like planned mm -hmm. out and have everybody come in with their own thoughts to have a really good discussion. And one of the best ways to do this is have a moderator that is not in sales and marketing. You pull somebody else from a different team. CS is so kind. Bring us CS. More success. Yes, exactly. And it's just the point that everybody needs to be aligned no matter what level you're on on both teams and getting all of those ideas out on the table and their thoughts and collecting it. And then you bring a lot of that feedback to a, more of a strategic team to think through because at that point, that strategic team should be analyzing it anyways and coming up with those growth levers and what the priorities are. But you really want that feedback from the boots on the ground and the people interacting every single day and executing from a tactical standpoint. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I love that. So both of our takeaways really are around getting time with those people, having a sit down. And I love the idea of having a moderator that is not yeah. uh, within the organization uh, or within the, the marketing and sales. I know as a consultant, a lot of times that's what we're brought in to do is just to facilitate some of these yeah. discussions and bring people. No talking to, right now, right? Like, <laughs> yes, like, you know, I'm quick to be like, parking lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but thank you both so much. I have enjoyed our discussion today, but that's our time for today. Um, and for everyone listening, uh, Tara does have a podcast, the sales ladder podcast. So we will be linking to that in the show notes. Um, and for content creation for guests, there is a free trial. So that whole PLG motion for Reggie.ai. Um, and we will make sure to put that link in the show notes as well. Thank you both so much for joining me today. Thank, Thank you so much. Thanks, you guys. Awesome. And for everyone listening, I hope that you have enjoyed my conversation with Tara and Amelia. I can't believe we're at the end. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Revenue Rehab with your host, Brandy Starr. Your session is now over, but the learning has just begun. Join our mailing list and catch up on all our shows at RevenueRehab.live. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Revenue Rehab. This concludes this week's session. We'll see you next week.